This episode is sponsored by State Farm. You a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Well, look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers, they're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Pre-recorded from Joe's mom's basement, welcome to another Rewind episode of The Stacking Benjamin Show. Hey everyone, I'm Griffin the Intern, but the guy who brings Joe's mom extra champagne for her big New Year's blowout just called me the Fintern. Man, do we have something special for you today. My favorite episode of the year is the annual look into Len Penzo's Magic 8-Ball to see what predictions came true from a year earlier. That's coming next Friday, so I thought to round out the holiday week I'd play last year's Magic 8-Ball episode so you were caught up on all the fun. Up until this episode, Len's 8-Ball had a history of being accurate. Did the luck of the 8-Ball continue? You'll have to listen today to find out. This episode originally aired in January 2017, so if you're listening on the release date, it's still 2017. Even so, remember to disregard any investment advice or giveaways. And happy holidays from all of us here at Stacking Benjamins. Enjoy, Finn Turn Out. Hello there, Peabody here. And this is the Wayback Machine for traveling through time. And this is my boy, Sherman. Speak, Sherman. Hello. Good boy. Live from the place where we're dedicated to keeping these New Year's decorations up for just one more day, it's the Stacking Benjamin Show. Hey, money fans, I'm Joe's mom's neighbor, Doug, and just like we left the Halloween candy out until OG finally ate all the Almond Joys, those are always the last ones left, aren't they? We're leaving these party hats on just a little longer because we're making predictions and taking our annual look into Len Penzo's Magic 8-Ball and here to help from Afford Anything, Paula Pant. Also from Control Your Cash and Investopedia, it's Greg McFarlane. And we can't forget the guy who brings the eight ball to this party because mom won't let us borrow hers from LenPenzo.com, Ryan Seacrest. I'm just kidding. It's Len Penzo. Also, helping us around the office in our new FreshBooks FinTech segment, HR expert Suzanne Lucas. And now, the guy at the head of this New Year's celebration parade, Joe Saul Seahigh. And unfortunately, I was out of the country when they had the New Year's Day parades this year. Hey, everybody, I am Joe Saul Seahigh, Average Joe Money on Twitter. And what a great show we have for you today. Probably, I think I said this about our last show of last year, but probably my favorite show of the year, I think, between the two of these shows. It's all downhill from here. Hey, guess what? It's a great time for you to do your debt cleanse. And here's two companies that used to start that. Number one, you head to Magnify Money, stackingbenchments.com forward slash Magnify Money. And you compare ways to get that interest rate down on your credit. And then you put together a plan to pay it off more quickly because you have a lower interest rate. Magnify Money is the place where you compare not just debt consolidation tools, 
but every tool associated with your uh, financial life. In fact, uh, looking at this, we've got checking accounts, savings accounts, marketplace lending, reward cards, uh, debt payoff, balance transfer, consolidation loans. It's all there, kids. Stackofbenjamins.com forward slash magnify money. Great place to start your year. And what you'll find when you're there is that especially when you look at those student loans, it's good to take a close look at stackofbenjamins.com forward slash SoFi, S-O-F-I. You'll see SoFi all over Magnify Money. You see SoFi all over everything. I was listening to a Michigan State football game and they were talking about SoFi on the game. Of course, SoFi sponsoring uh, Rutgers football, it seems, and the Stacky Benjamin Show. Two tastes, I guess, that go together when you're SoFi. But here's the deal is that when it comes to your student loans, they can offer you a much lower interest rate than you have right now. Head to stackofbenjamins.com forward slash S-O-F-I and take a look at what they can do. Our friend Dan Macklin says that it takes them just a few minutes to run their version of your credit score. They don't use the FICO score. They have their own version. And then bam, they'll tell you exactly what different terms they can offer and exactly what the interest rate would be. And uh, you should check that out if you're looking at refinancing your student loans to kick off 2017. And if you're looking to consolidate those debts, they also have consolidation loans, mortgages. I'll tell you what, if you go to them for a personal loan or you go to them for the student loan, you'll get $100 when you use our link, stackingbenjamins.com forward slash S-O-F-I, and that'll take you right there. All right, guys, we've got the Magic 8 Ball coming, so let's walk here across the basement, get this party started, huh? All right, let's walk across the room here to my dad's shortwave and fire this thing up for what is always a rowdy and fun version of our roundtable segment. And I hope, I hope we have from the deserts of Las Vegas, the one, the only Palapan from Afford Anything. Uh, the only Palapant from Afford Anything. There are many imitators. <laughs> there, there are, but there's only one. Have you, <laughs> have you had, by the way, this is a whole side topic. I know a lot mm-hmm. of bloggers that have all of a sudden your work appears on another site. Have you ever had that yeah. happen to you? Oh, have I? The question is, when haven't I? That, that's, that's been a constant thing. I don't understand what people think they're, they're doing there. Is there some strategy or they just want to be you or what? I, you know, I think that it's robots doing it. I think it's all algorithms and people are just pulling content and, and trying to create, you put enough words together on a page, somebody will find it on search and maybe they'll get a couple of pennies for some banner ad clicks or something like that. I don't know. That's crazy. I can't presume to know what the robots think. No. Well, let's ask the guy who knows what the robots think. How's that for a transition? (laughs) (laughs) From, from Los Angeles, California. Lenpenzo.com. It's Mr. Lenpenzo. How you doing there, Joe? Do you know what the robots think? I think the robots think we're all going to die. I think they're taking over. I think people aren't taking this automation thing. This whole machine learning thing, way scary. It is scary. I mean, there's almost nothing a machine can't do anymore. I just saw uh, Ubers out there test driving cars with nobody in them now. Uber. This whole podcast is going to be machine driven. <laughs> very, very soon. It might actually I improve, actually huh? Already a robot. <laughs> right, right. We think she's really Paula Pant. She's not. She's not. Yeah, that'll be scary. That's not really Paula. 
Hey, uh, so every year for new listeners, we look into Len Penzo's Magic 8-Ball. We actually, Len, we stole this from you because you've been doing this on the blog for a long, long time, haven't you? Yes, but you know what? In deference to your audience, Joe, I have since we've been doing this on the podcast, I've no there's no reason for me to write up an article and do it. It's much more fun on the podcast. And so I've been happy to be sharing this with all your listeners for what how is this the third year or fourth year we've done this? Uh, I think this is year number four that we've actually done this. Yeah, gosh, can you believe that? Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I used to have a lot of fun doing it on the blog, but uh, much more fun doing it with your listeners. Well, unfortunately, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Greg McFarland was scheduled to be here. We have no idea where he is. We hope he's well. We hope things are going all right for him, but he wasn't here two years ago either. And so two years out of three, Greg doesn't make it, but that's not going to stop us because we went to our close Facebook group, The Green Room. And we have several questions from them too, so we're gonna we're gonna fill in the part of Greg by committee. <laughs> I does, think it's gonna be awesome. <laughs> How does that? But sound? The really Greg's personality is pretty committee driven. <laughs> it, 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 it actually really is. All right, so let's go back in the wayback machine. The first thing we'll do is we'll listen to last year's eight ball predictions, Len. We're going to see how this baby performed. Because most years, if you remember, most years the eight ball has been pretty pretty good. Last year, if you remember, it was pretty horrible. It was very horrible. As a matter of fact, when I was doing it strictly on my blog, it actually had a success rate over a few years of 70%, which uh, you would think uh, it'd be closer to 50%, right? But uh, it was very successful. And it kind of carried over into your podcast. But last year, uh, the eight ball uh, left a little bit to be desired. We had nine questions for the eight ball last year. So I'm writing this down. Uh, Yeah, no, eight ball right, eight ball wrong. Okay, and here we go. Let's go back in the time machine. Here was question number one. And Greg, you weren't here last year, so we're going to let you go first, if you don't mind. Hit us with your first prediction. I'm going to give the eight ball an easy one. Marissa Meyer will be out as chief executive officer of Yahoo. Oh, is that going to happen next week or next year? (laughs) So just before we, uh, as I hit pause on that for just a second, guys, are we going to call her in or out because they've, they've agreed to sell the company but she's still CEO. I think she's kind of in, isn't she? I think she's in. Technically, she's in, right? If that's her. She's still in that position, and she's in. Yeah, technically, she's still in. Yeah, so, we have to go by the letter of the law here. We can't fudge. So the eight ball here, the eight ball should have said no. So so let's see. If I put money on it next week, but I'm going to give the but I'm going to give the eight ball another 51 weeks to get it right. Len, so your question is: Will she? Will she be uh-huh. out? Yeah, I'll phrase it so it'll take an yes, affirmative answer. Must be yes. a, okay, and that is the eight ball says yes. That is precisely what it says. One word, yes. Ooh. <laughs> We're not getting a good start, Len. Okay, well, there's there's still eight more questions to go, Joe. That's Let, right. Let's see. Hey, that's okay. It's okay. I guess the question should have been, should Marissa Mayer have been out by now? That might <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> the answer then, definitely, definitely yes. And then the eight ball would have been correct. Maybe that's what, maybe it interpreted it that way, Len. Sure. Whatever excuse you want to make for the eight ball, Joe. But, but according to whom? I mean, you know, it might have to be according to the green room, according to committee. That's, that's how we make all the decisions around here. We just, we just do whatever the committee tells us. This has become like a uh, focus group made podcast. <laughs> We're podcasting yes. by consensus. That's right. We find out what the focus group wants. So we just give them that. Yeah. If we'd have done that, we would have quit long ago. All right. Uh, so the score is uh, zero correct, one wrong. Let's look at number two. Paula, what's your first question? 
I would like to know if next year is the year that Len Penzo will finally put oh, all no. of his money in gold, every <laughs> single dime of it. Have we asked that question? But I press pause again there, guys. Have we asked that question before? <laughs> Do we ask that question every year? Do I? I? I might ask that question every year. I don't remember. So I'm, I'm kind of surprised Len already hasn't. I'm surprised too. <laughs> oh, so you already know the answer. Well, I, I guess I should say I'm kind of, every year that I ask that question, I'm surprised it hasn't happened yet. Darn it. I want to know what the eight ball said. You're holding me in suspense, Joe. I, well, th- that's the point of this whole show. Okay. We, just, <laughs> we, we really don't have. I can't any- remember any of these questions. These questions are all a surprise. It's been a year. I can't even remember what was asked. We, we don't have much here, so we hold it as long as possible. <laughs> Right. We're like the reality TV show that just waits till after the break to share whether uh, Dean and Cindy are going to get married. Uh, and let the eight ball know I'm not going to lie just to up its record and make its record better. Well, before so, you know the I do have some that, integrity here. Before we find out the answer, you have to tell us, is all your money in gold right now? No. Okay. It's uh, in silver, too. <laughs> <laughs> So if we had said precious metals, it would have been yes? No. Okay. No. All right. right. Well, let's see if the eight ball. So the eight ball here should have said no, right? The eight ball should have told Paula no. Let's see what the eight ball said. It it better have said no. Hold on. Here we go. Oh, my God. This is the honest to God's truth. I'm telling you, this is what the eight ball says. And this is only what the eight ball says. It says it is certain (laughs) <laughs> so the eight ball buys into the hype <laughs> you're gonna line your bunker with eight balls <laughs> you know you know paul you set a high bar a hundred percent i mean that's a boy oh boy yeah i suppose that is a high bar i should have joe you're right i should have said precious metals or even more broadly commodities right or something there you go you know, I'm not happy, though, because we're off to a bad start. Financial planners say, you know, that maybe 5 to 10% would be good. So, Paul, if you'd even gone with the number like 50, you might have had mm. a shot, right? <laughs> so, all right. Uh, it's uh, truth two, eight ball zero so far. All right. uh, <laughs> Question number three. Let's take a look at this one. Okay. Can I throw in one more that the panelists cannot influence? Bring it. This is the annual question. I think I've asked this for the past... Two or three years in a row. Will Kate Middleton put all her money in gold? <laughs> Will Kate Middleton and Prince William have a baby in the year 2016? Or at least announce a pregnancy within the year 2016? Here's the thing. I just looked this up because I don't follow. I know people think I follow the Royals. I don't follow the Royals. What? Everybody well, thinks you follow the Royals. <laughs> right, right. I am watching that uh, Netflix thing, The Crown. You guys watching The Crown? The- no, I have no idea what you're talking about once again. <laughs> of course. <you> know. <laughs> shock. Hashtag shock. Uh, the Crown's really good. John Lithgow plays a fantastic, believe it or not, a fantastic uh, Winston Churchill. Old Winston Churchill prime minister. Unbelievable. Lithgow I does. I am Wikipediaing this right now. Yeah, the, the Crown TV series. Yeah, The Crown Ooh. on Netflix. Very good. Biopic drama television series. We are <laughs> very much enjoying it. So the answer to that, though... The answer to that, I looked this up. Unfortunately, we have to record this a little early. And the rumor, as of a story a day ago, says that they're going to announce this any day. What? Seriously? Yeah, but then I look at rumors from two years ago and three years ago. You know what I mean? There's rumors all the time. But the current rumor is they're going to announce child number three any day. Like literally from from a day ago. 
I you might have to fix this in post. We can't go with rumors, Joe. But as of right now, the answer is no, right? As of right That's now. A, the, that is no. Yep. As of right now, the answer is no. So let's see what the eight ball said. Wait, Wait hold on. Paula doesn't believe it. Paula as of six believe. hours ago, there's an article on Hollywood Life that says that she is allegedly three months along. I know, but that's it says still- That's allegedly- Nothing confirmed yet. So the answer has got to be no. So Until it's on TMZ, it is not official. Like everything else that happens in this podcast, there's a big fat asterisk after it. (laughs) We have a disputed result that's happening here. But uh, for those of you playing the home game. (laughs) All right. Uh, But let's see what the eight ball said. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. Man, they're cranking out babies, Paula. Apparently they're not. Apparently they're not cranking out babies because we don't have anything official yet. You know, you know this eight ball. It's so close. You know, we're almost there. These these zero and three <laughs> now, but he's almost there. Isn't that funny? So because close. Seriously, like two out of the three, the eight balls missed. The eight ball has not been that far off. Uh, Had so that question been asked slightly differently, the eight ball uh, might have won. <laughs> That unbelievable, unbelievable. Will Len put ninety nine percent of his uh, assets into gold? (laughs) We might have to toss some softballs for next for this next year. And will Kate Middleton be pregnant with, but not have yet officially announced? Baby number three. Oh my God! Will we get another one star review in two thousand (laughs) seventeen? For talking about cheese sandwiches with Len Penzo. That was the best one-star review ever. By the way, please don't send us one-star reviews. Uh, it's just, uh, I mean, if you really have to, write me a letter. I but, usually they're the most entertaining. Uh, it depends. That one, <laughs> that, one, that was entertaining in a weird way, is saying that saying that we, we were advocating cheese sandwiches, which is borderline <laughs> abusive, Len. I don't know if you know that. I don't know. Uh, if, no. Number hey, one, look, maybe cheese sandwiches won't come out so good in, in the next year's sandwich survey. We'll, we'll have to wait and see. There's the question. Will cheese sandwiches... <laughs> But, but we got to wait. We're Ooh, doing all that. that. Save that. Yeah, I know. That's the second half of the show. All right. Uh, so now it's uh, the truth. Three, eight ball, zero. Not looking good in Mudville. Let's look oh, at just Just be optimistic. Look, the Cubs came back. Did the Cubs not come back? Right. Right. Okay. Did we come back after the Germans invaded Pearl Harbor? Yeah, right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Don't stop me. He's on a roll. Paul has no idea what that reference is either. Uh, yep. <laughs> All right. I think I know what I'm going to ask. Will, will I get a reference at any point in 2017? <laughs> will there be one? Right. Last year, we were talking about Jack Benny during the show as I was pulling these out. This year, we're talking about Animal House, Paula. It's Animal House. I've never seen Animal House. Uh, I'm sorry. I live in a house full of animals, but I've never seen Animal House. It's a whole okay. different type of house. All right. Let's listen to the next one. You know, the stock market didn't give us 10% last year. Will the S&P 500 give us 10% this year? That's my boring, same old question. And I'm going to try and shake more gently this year because it really did get foamy last year. And it was really a struggle there at the end. Let's see. Listen to Len whining back there a year ago, by the way, about all the foam. I had to fix that foam problem, by the way. How'd you do that? Did you refill it with different water? (laughs) Uh, Drain it and refill it. Did you head to Walmart and just get another one? (laughs) You know, that would have been easier. 
But then it wouldn't have been the eight ball. I mean, this is the eight ball with a track record, not some random eight ball. So this is the original eight ball. Yeah, this eight ball is, boy, this is going in the Smithsonian. <laughs> this is probably, yeah, for the worst eight ball ever so far yeah. this year. Now, now, we're having one bad year here. Okay, one and a half. Okay, so here's the deal. So my question was 10%. And obviously, well, not obviously, because once again, even though this is the first episode of 2017, we're recording this at the end of 2016. But right now, as we're recording this, the S&P 500 up over 14%. So it would have to go backwards. It would have to lose a lot of ground to go back. So we're going to put this as... And, and, and Joe, remember, there's something called the Santa Claus effect, usually with the stock market, right? Does, right. does the stock market usually go up the last couple of weeks? Right. So I think the odds are that we're actually going to have a last... You know, we should have... A great year end. So, whoops. Uh, so, here we go. Let's listen. Quiet, quiet, Greg. <laughs> Did the stock market do over 10%? Uh, it says, what? Oh, I'm, it's upside down. Outlook, not so good. Oh, boy. Oh, Outlook, my God. Not so good. This is terrible. We're over four. Wow. You know, at this point, the eight ball being wrong this many times is like statistically in, uh, improbable. Like, it's, it's, Wrong to, with a hundred percent certainty. <laughs> I don't. I do not recall ever, ever yeah. getting off to such a bad start with the eight ball here. This is. I'm. This is very worrisome. Very worrisome. Yeah, but you got to admit it's par for the show. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty good. You hear it heard it here first. Don't bet on it. Uh, wow, this <laughs> 0, and, 0 and four though. That's a sweep. That that's almost a sweep. And thank God, this is a nine game series, right? So that's right. But it was all right. Good, let's. It was we can a still good, turn it around. Hey, wasn't it? Wasn't it the uh, America's Cup? Remember the uh, the yachting thing? Wasn't America down uh, thirteen to one? Is it's like a a fifteen game series, and they came back and won like thirteen in a row. Just came roaring back. Yep. yep. Uh, I can t- ten years from now, Paula, we're going to be sitting here going, "Remember twenty sixteen." <laughs> <laughs> Keep the faith, baby. (laughs) Rather, what am I talking about? You remember 2017? I don't even know what year it is. All right, let's go on to the next one. So we got to turn it around right now to win. We got to run the table, Len. Let's see what we do. I'm shaking here. I'm shaking. Len, you got one? Yeah. So I'm going to move away from the finance. I know you'd probably ask you a finance question right off the bat here, Joe, but I have to ask this. Leonardo DiCaprio. This is the important stuff, by the yes. way. He has been nominated for Best Actor now because he's just nominated again for The Revenant five times. The first four times he has lost. So this is the fifth. Will the fifth time be the charm for Leonardo DiCaprio? Oh, this is a good one. Right? So here mm-hmm. we go. Did either of you see The Revenant? No. No, I haven't. But, <laughs> but I you could have predicted it. that answer. I know. I had, I had Paula at hello there, right? Uh, you, you didn't see it, Len? No, I should say, I don't know how I sl- uh, how that one slipped right by me. I didn't see that one. Uh, little, was it good? Uh, way depressing. It was It was not my favorite movie by far. But the news is he won, right? Yes, he did. Yes, I know that for a fact. So yes. you asked the question. The answer was that he won. Uh, Here we come go. Come on, eight ball. Come on, baby. <laughs> Let's see how the eight ball did. Gently shaking because the bubbles are mounting in this window here. And it says, what's that say? I'm sorry, guys. Oh, it is definitely, decidedly so. It is decidedly <laughs> yes! so. Yeah! Oh, thank God. <laughs> okay. 
We're on a roll, guys. We're on a roll. That's the one. Game, the game's not over yet. The eight ball could still be majority right. I'm wondering which changed it. Was it the fact you had to take this? <laughs> you had to take this into your own hands by asking the question I think yourself. That's exactly what it was. I was thinking that Joe's like, you know what? This is going to work because I'm asking the questions. Or number two, is it that you were gently shaking it? Because you clarified there that you were gently shaking. Maybe that was maybe that was the key. Well, I do remember the bubbles were quite bad at that point, and and uh, and that was after only four shakes. So uh, yes, no, I think it's because it was my question. When we come out with the making of these eight ball episodes <laughs> in the future, that'll be huge. I could see you like sitting in a on your sofa in your living room with Mrs. Penzo sitting there next to you. And you're like, yeah, I remember that year, man. I had to shake it very gently, and uh, yeah. All right. Are we still talking about the eight ball? <laughs> I'm trying to distract people from the fact that we've only got one right out of five. <laughs> What's this we? It's the eight that's ball right. that's answering right. it, Joe. Right. The eight ball's about to get fired. Uh, but My buddy, the eight ball. Let's see if it can keep its job. We'll try. Yeah. Here we go. Number six of nine. It's Jack Betty. I, I had a question, but the answer is numerical. So let me rephrase it so we can get a definitive answer out of the eight ball. Will... Tesla, Tesla Motors, lose at least another half a billion dollars next year. Oh, that's a good one, too. Wait, wait, wait. That's, that's a good one. one. Hold on. The annual numbers will not be out by this time next year. So I'll rephrase that. Will the company lose $375 million through the first three quarters of 2016? There we go. I hope you did the homework on this, Joe. Greg, Greg, the big thinker on the podcast, realizes that we have to tape a little early. A year ahead. and That was uh, a very well-phrased question by Greg. I've got to give him a lot of credit for that. That is that is planning. So 350000 So first quarter of 2016, they lost $282 million. In okay. uh, the second quarter, they lost $293 million. So they're well over his original half a billion. They made $21 million in the third quarter. So they're still ah. well, well below his number. So the answer is yes. <sighs> okay. Even though it's Tesla exciting. had a, had a great third quarter, had a lot of sales, actually had a huge sales number, $2.3 in revenue in the third quarter. All right. But did the eight ball think that they were going to lose more than $350,000? let us listen. Signs point to yes. Baby! <gasps> wow. we, got our, we got ourselves a ball game here, folks. We really do. This is edge of your seat. How dare you doubt my eight ball? <laughs> Well, Greg, don't don't count your eight ball rolls before they resurface. That's Isn't the, that the phrase? That's what they say. That's the popular phrase that everybody uses, Paula. <laughs> I thought it was. <laughs> that's that's the, that's the one. Oh man! So, so we're two and four. Two and four. Eight ball two negatives. Two wins four. and four losses. We we got three to go. So let's see what we got next. I would like to know. Will the Columbia ETF, the ETF that tracks the entire nation of Columbia, will it recover by at least 20% from where it currently is as of, we'll say, December 1st, 2016? Okay, I got to ask this first. Mm -hmm. There really is a Columbian ETF? <laughs> there is. All six companies are in it? Yeah, lots of Colombian companies. I have no idea which ones, but there's companies and they exist in Columbia. How about that? I thought that was a marijuana ETF. That's what I thought it was. <laughs> right. uh, You're thinking of a different drug. Okay. <laughs> it's a whole different thing. Whole different ballgame. Oh, that, yeah. 
So I looked this up, Paula, to see what the heck we were talking about. And at the time that December 1st, because you, you clarified, it was around $9. And uh, currently it's trading around 14 So well, well above your set. So nice recovery. Wow. Yeah. So nice. The- Excellent. Congratulations to the nation of Columbia. I know. And were you invested in that, Paula? Is that why you asked? I was at a time. I don't think I am anymore. And <laughs> and plus, even if I was, it would have been for like a hundred dollars yes. or something. It would have been some <laughs> right. stupid amount. <laughs> right. Well, it was on your mind then. And the answer was, yes, it was going to rebound. It totally rebounded, rebounded well. Let's hear if the eight ball got it. For what it's worth, Paula, it says you may rely on it. Oh, yes. You may rely on it. Wow. <laughs> this is getting to be a tight game. Eight ball was right three times and wrong four. And we've, we've yeah. Can you believe this? The eight ball only needs two more. It could go all the way, Joe. <laughs> My favorite line when Chris Berman would do that, it could go all the way. I always loved it when he when he would go, but he won't. When he gets like tackled at the four, he could go all the, but he won't. Uh, where did Berman get that from? Okay, I've got an issue here because it looks like I actually have three left. Oh, I thought I had nine, but apparently we asked the eight ball ten questions. So uh, we've got a little bit further, but three for the eight ball, four against. Hey, real quick, real quick. You said Berman. That, that's a Berman saying, and that's, Berman got that from somebody else. Who did he get it from? Well, he could go all the way? Yeah. I don't know. Who did he get that from? Paula? Howard Cosell. Paula knows. <laughs> I who is Berman? I'm okay. I'm Wicked B U R M A N B E R M A N. Berman, comma Chris. Yeah, Chris Berman. Christopher James Berman, born May 10, 1955, also known by the nickname Boomer, is an American sportscaster. There you go. And he got it from Howard Cosell. Do you know who that is? Howard Cosell? How do you spell that? No, 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 no. no. This is not going to be the world's, it already is the world's longest show. But let's let's move on. We got three to go. So uh, eight ball, three, four against. Here we go. Okay, my next question, Len, is this one. Is the next president of the United States the one and only Donald Trump? Here we go. Come on, baby. Can you believe that I asked that a year ago? I know. I cannot oh, believe I, that. I can't believe, you, I can't believe you asked that either. <laughs> like at that wow. time, he did, I mean, he did announce back in 2015, but everybody was still laughing, you know, back back when this was recorded, right? So. At the yeah. At, yeah, at the time, that was, uh, you know, that well, what a long shot that was. Was, was it going to be a long shot question? Yeah, that was a long shot question. So, you're, so what did the eight ball say though? Because this this would restore my faith in the eight ball if it said yes. Oh, absolutely. It's redeemed itself. This is this is almost worth two if it, if it got this one right. <laughs> All right. Yeah, because we still had how many Republicans in the race? You know, maybe 10. Oh, 12? my God. It was it was going up against 17 other Republicans. Right. We had enough Republicans in the race. If you asked them to form a firing line, they would have gotten a circle at that point. Remember that? Oh, I'm dying to know what, what the eight ball. Come on, eight ball. All right. Here we go. Eight ball. Was Donald Trump going to be president? Reply hazy. Try again. Oh, man. Ooh. Do you want me to do this again? Are we courting disaster? I think we're courting danger. <laughs> yes. You want me to do this again? Let's do it again, do it. Len. Let's do it, man. Let's double down. This is like playing with a weed. This, that question's kind of getting into weedy board. You know, you're kind of playing with fire here. Okay, here we go. Let's- 
Do you think Donald Trump got elected because we asked it again? I was just wondering that. Did we cause the, <laughs> the election results? Wait, you, you never know what happened here. You never know. You might have broken the eight ball here, too. Let's let's see what I'm, I could blame the eight ball not performing on just on this question alone. I'm saying yes. I think it was us. I think oh, Donald, I, have, I think, Mr. Trump, if you want to sponsor the show, you know, because we clearly called it ahead of time. Write to me, Joe, at stackofbenchments.com. Here we go. I'm shaking. Well, according to the eight ball, without a doubt. With without oh! a doubt. Okay. Unbelievable. Oh, my God. Wow. This, this is getting Ouija board creepy. I remember. Unbelievable. The eight ball predicted it. I remember thinking wow. a year ago. I didn't even remember asking that question, number one. But once I was listening to the tape, I do remember once it reminded me that I asked that question thinking, oh, the eight ball's out there. There's no way. (laughs) I'm telling you, this eight ball is gold, people. That's why I keep it down in my bunker. (laughs) (laughs) Four to four. Wow, that's awesome. You know what? I don't care if it if, if if it misses the next two questions, Joe. I'm ha- I am satisfied. <laughs> You've had well, enough. And remember, we do have until uh, December 31st for the Kate Middleton pregnancy. Well, oh, we do. That's right. Well, you know what? Though we still have two more, so a six to four victory still, I think, is good. And then if Kate Middleton comes out of the closet and says she is pregnant, uh, uh, then you know you won seven to three, which is just seventy percent. Seventy percent, which has been its, which was what its record was until we started on the podcast, Joe. That's what its record was. That's a great number. All right, you guys ready? Yep. Here we go. Okay, so will the Apple Watch Two become a worldwide phenomenon? All right, do you guys think that the Apple Two? See, and this one is tough because it, I, I say no. Yeah. I say flat out no. How do you quantify a- worldwide phenomenon? Yeah, it was it was an actually we spent some time last year talking okay, about Okay, maybe that. this is where you go to the green room and pull your pull mm-hmm. the green room. Can you do that? If if we could do that right away, I totally would, but it takes people maybe 10 15 minutes to get back to us, so uh, <laughs> you know, uh, we've got some great questions over there that we'll get to here in a second, but let's let's say that I would think it wasn't. I mean, it's so yeah, well. No, I, I didn't think it is at all. Yeah, Paula, what do you think? You know what? Let's see what Google thinks. If you type in a random, was the Apple Watch, was the Apple Watch a success? Or flop too. Do like, here, I'm going to do Apple Watch. Here's Daily Mail, Daily Mail in the UK, which is a, which is a major publication. Yeah. It says the Apple Watch, uh, oh, that says, well, that says Apple Watch is a flop. I'm sorry, not Apple Watch 2. You know what, Joe? Why don't you why don't you pull the green room? Because we still have to ask the Magic Eight Ball some questions, and maybe we can get a couple of answers by the time. That's a good idea. That'll, we're done. That'll give us half hour. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna write to the green room right now. By the way, if you want to join the green room, stackingbenjamins.com forward slash green room, and you could have been part of this this all important craziness yourself because th- th- <laughs> this is very important. <laughs> And then when you're done, maybe you can get a job. That's right. <laughs> maybe you too can move out of your mom's basement. <laughs> All right. There it goes. We're going to give it we're going to give it half an hour. So, boy, that'll add some fuel to the fire here because we've got two left and we'll see if we'll see how this is going to going to end up. But first, let's let's do this last one, All right. Here we go. Anybody got any more for the 8 ball before we call it a night? I have one more. All right. Will the 401k contribution limit 
that applies to the year 2017, tax year 2017, will that limit be raised to at least 18500 That's great because it wasn't raised. Exactly. Year, yeah. And as you know, as I hit pause here for a second, as you know, it wasn't raised again this year. It will not be higher for 2017. Yeah. We're still stuck at, at, at 18. <laughs> but the question is, is did the eight ball think that we were going to be stuck? Yes. Let's get to the important stuff. Let's look at the important stuff. I love that we're such nerds that this is what really qualifies as bad news in our world. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, like, right. Guys, did you hear the disappointing news about the 401k contribution limits again? I can't, put, I can't put $500 more into my... <laughs> All right, here we go. The 2016 limit is 18,000, which is the same as the 2015 limits. Will it be raised in 2017 to at least 18,500? Let's find out, shall we? As I'm shaking, not shaking as in scared because they might not raise it. And it says, it is certain. It is certain. Well, I don't uh, know. Paula, uh, hard questions. I blame the IRS. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so that's five losses. So the best we can do here is 50%, and we're going to have to come back to that at the end of the show. I'm the telling you, show, that we'll know Trump, whether or not we that, had a tie. That Trump one, that, that's got to be worth two if there's a t- as a tiebreaker. It's an amazing one. That's that, that clearly <laughs> nowhere to go but down from there. We should just quit the podcast right now. We're all set. <laughs> hey, we called that. We're done. Drop the mic. Hey, we're going to take a quick time out from our amazing discussion with Len and uh, Paula. I feel like we're we're at halftime here. But man, do we got some good stuff because we have the FreshBooks FinTech segment. Today, actually, it's the FreshBooks HR segment because the nature of work is changing, isn't it? Tell me this sounds like you. You're racing gets o'clock to wrap up three projects. You're prepping for a meeting later in the afternoon and you're trying to tackle a mountain of paperwork. Welcome to life as a freelancer. I know this world very much. And what's cool is I just took a tour of FreshBooks and uh, they have made the reward super worth it because the working world is changing very fast, isn't it? With the growth of the internet. We talked about this with David Bach and we talked about this also all of, it seems like, the second half of last year. There's never been more opportunities for the self-employed. And to meet that need, FreshBooks is excited to announce the launch of an all-new version of their cloud accounting software. And this is exactly what I just took a tour of. And I'm so happy that they've come on board to be our sponsor because kids, it's cool. So here's what they did. They redesigned it from the ground up. They custom built it for the way that you work. And it's the simplest way to be more productive, organized, and most importantly, to get paid quickly. FreshBooks is organized around their invoice system. And man, is it easy to personalize invoices as Justine was taking me through the tour of FreshBooks. I mean, we put the Stacky Benjamins logo up there really quick. We filled out a couple lines and bam, off goes an invoice. It was amazing. So create and send professional looking invoices in less than 30 seconds. Did that. Set up online payments with just a couple clicks. Get paid up to four days faster. I like that. And see when your client's seen your invoice, putting an end to the guessing games. So here's what they're doing. They are offering to kick this baby off a 30-day unrestricted free trial to Stacky Benjamins listeners. Here's what you do at stackybenjamins.com forward slash freshbooks. stackybenjamins.com forward slash freshbooks. 
and that'll take you to our landing page and just put in Stacking Benjamins in the How Did You Hear About Us section. That will get you the free 30 days and it'll also tell them that we sent you so they know that you're one of the cool kids listening to Stacking Benjamins. Big thanks to FreshBooks for coming on board and let's talk about work because... Man, the world of work is always changing, and we're so happy. We've got the evil HR lady coming down to the basement. And if you're somebody who's out looking for a job to start the new year, you're not alone. There's a ton of people out there. It's a crowded marketplace for the workplace. And here to help us sort through what you need to do if you're looking for a new job is the evil HR lady herself, Suzanne Lucas. Welcome back to the basement. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you, too. 2017 going to be a banner year for the Evil HR Lady? It is going to be a banner year for the Evil HR Lady because, frankly, 2017 has got to be better than 2016. <laughs> Why is that? That's horrible. No, 2016 was not bad for me, but, you know, it was crazy for everything. People died, strange elections, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It was... Uh... Mercury and retrograde year. What, what, I'll even, smile and nod. I don't, yes. I don't even know what that means. but Me neither, but it sounds bad. I know. You wrote this piece for Inc. called Five Things Long-Term Unemployed Need to Do to Find a Job. They say, Suzanne, the people that are employed employed right now are the people that all the headhunters go after and who all employers want because they know that they already have a good job and so they're not needy. When you are needy, how do you come across as not looking needy? This is so hard because our culture is that like you have to pretend you don't need a job. Like it's uncouth to be like, I need a job because I need money. <laughs> you know, you have to be like, I need a job because I need self-fulfillment because I'm actually a trust fund baby. You know, it's and when you don't look like a trust fund baby, you come across as desperate and that makes it harder for people to take you seriously, which is dumb. It is very dumb. But it's, that is our culture. It sounds like high school. Like, no, I really don't want a girlfriend, but I totally want a girlfriend. Exactly. And we have just this weird thing going on. And add to that, we also have this idea of that if you are out of work, clearly you are a bad person. So why would I want to hire a bad person? Well, I think it's, it, is that partly because employers have been burned by hiring people that have been out of work for a long time and they found out, wow, there was a really good reason this person hasn't been able to find work forever. There is some of that going on and some of them, and this, I want to smack people that do this. I have seen, even among my own friends, women especially who have dropped out of the workforce to raise children and then decide they want to go back, will get a job and work for two or three months and say, yeah, I don't want to do this anymore. And then they quit again. And that's fine for their family, but it makes it really difficult for the next person that comes along that really wants a job or needs a job because the business has been burned by giving a chance to someone. So yeah, that does happen. But I think it's more along the idea of if I believe that only horrible people lose their jobs and I'm not a horrible person, then I'm not at risk of losing my job. So it's kind of this self-protection idea. Yeah, right. So building your resume then, when you don't really have a resume, you say volunteering is a, is a good place to start. Volunteering is a good place to start. And a lot of people think of volunteering as, you know, oh, well, I'm going to go down to the soup kitchen and, you know, hand out food to homeless people or I'm going to work with the PTA or something. And those are good things. I'm not saying that they're not good things. But 
there are a lot of nonprofit organizations out there that would love actual skills. You know, nonprofit organizations still need somebody to do their taxes. They still need someone to interview other volunteers. They still need people to do marketing for them. So while you can feel good about doing the obvious volunteer things, if you need to build your resume, take the skills that you actually have and use those at a nonprofit organization who would be happy to have you on board for, you know, even five hours a week or 10, or if you're not employed at all, you know, then you've got the time to do that. And those are actual skills and accomplishments that you can put on a resume. Yeah. You're sharpening your saw at the same time. I work with a nonprofit here locally and, and I love it because they send me out to give speeches because they do a lot of public speaking. But for me, I'm always sitting here behind a microphone. I don't get to speak in front of people very often. So it's great for them. They got a guy that actually wants to speak in front of people, you know, instead of people going, no, I really don't want to be the person to talk to the, you know, the city council. I want to do that. It helps them. And it also helps me keep the saw sharp. Exactly. Yeah. You talk about available jobs in your area. You say if you're not willing to relocate or your skills are such that a company wouldn't pay for relocating, you can't afford to move, you'll need a job in your area. That becomes a problem when you live in a city the size of Texarkana where your opportunities are limited. It's a problem in a lot of places. You know, if if you live in New York City or something, there's going to be a job in your area. You know, if you've lived there before, there's there's going to be somebody else that's hiring whatever it is you do. But yeah, if you live in a a small city, that's going to be a problem. If you live in a rural area, it's going to be a problem. So, you know, if your dream is to be a prima ballerina, there's just not a professional ballet company in every town. You're going to have to change what it is you do. And that may mean going back to school, which can be expensive. Um, It may mean getting additional training. It may mean just simply changing what your dream is and trying something new. But you're going to have to be willing to do that. If you're not willing to move to where the jobs are, you have to change yourself to fit the place that you're in. Which is why the point on here is to look at what jobs are available first and then pivot. Don't do this thing where I'm going to go take some classes and hope like heck that there's something available in that area because I like it and I'm a unicorn. Exactly. And, you know, you you can go online and read success stories of people that have done whatever. But the thing is, is that those people are exceptions to the rules. That's why they get press coverage. You need to assume that the rules are going to apply to you. And those rules are that you're going to need to look for the jobs that are available in your area and prepare yourself for that. Now, I am not opposed to people relocating. You know, here I am sitting across an ocean from where I grew up. I'm all in favor of that. But some people are not. And that's fine but you make your choices. Right. Well, I thought there's another option here too, which is something that you and I have also done because we've relocated me from Detroit to Texarkana. You, you know, a third of the way around the world in Switzerland, look online because all of a sudden geography, you know, the whole, the world is flat thing, Suzanne. Uh, Geography doesn't matter like it used to. It really doesn't. You know, I don't have a single client in Switzerland, (laughs) but that doesn't stop me. I have... 99% of my clients are in the U.S., but I do have one client in the Netherlands. I can call. I can email. I don't have to be sitting on somebody's doorstep in order to work with them these days. 
And that's really important thing. And that is something for, you know, the, you know, knowledge based workers. If you're a factory worker, of course, you've got to be where the factory is. But if you are someone that sits in front of a computer screen, there are jobs globally that you can get. Yeah. I remember when I first sold my business and started writing, I was looking for a few jobs and I was writing for people in Germany, for people in India. It was, was, I was writing for people in India. We always talk about people in India working, you know, jobs that are the U S I was, I was the salmon going the opposite way. It was, it was fascinating, but I like your last point in this article, which I think is good, no matter whether you have a job or not, which is to be extra reliable in your personal life. Yeah, people don't often think about that. That if you're unemployed, the best way you're going to find a job is through networking. I mean, some of the feedback I got on this article was people saying, but you know, I've applied for 200 jobs with no hits. I've applied for 800 jobs with no hits. Yeah, because applying online is like sending your resume into a black hole. And I'm sorry, it is. It just is horrible. The way you find a job is through networking. And if you don't have a job, the people you are networking with are your former coworkers and former bosses and your friends and family. Those people are seeing you outside of the office. So it doesn't matter how fabulous you were in the office. If you are showing up late, if you're bringing lousy stuff to the church potluck, you know, people notice that. <laughs> oh, he's the guy that always shows up for the potluck and, you know, with a bag of chips and then eats 14 plates full of the food that we made. That makes you look bad. It really does. If your mom's neighbor, Doug, has to take care of her because you're too busy in the basement, he's going to notice that she has a son that's always over there who is not taking her shopping. And why is he going to recommend you for a job when he's doing the work that he thinks that you should be doing? Maybe that's why uh, mom always likes Doug best. Maybe. Well, he's nice. <laughs> well, it depends. Do you he know? doesn't make a mess in the basement. <laughs> Do you know Doug? Doug is not nice. Doug is nice when he thinks he needs to be nice. So, but but, but you'll learn, he's Suzanne. Nice to me. There's always an agenda. Watch out. You think you're the evil <laughs> HR lady? He's the evil basement man. So I see. Yes, yeah. So tell me what's going on. At, uh, and by the way, we'll link to this piece on our show notes at stackybenjamins.com for people that want to read this and your other pieces over at Inc. But what's going on at your blog, The Evil HR Lady, evilhrlady.org? Well, we're going to be watching carefully what happens with this new presidential administration and how that affects employment. I'm kind of excited about it. Yeah, we're going to have, I bet we're going to see all kinds of change. Boy, I have a, I have this premonition that we're going to be talking to Suzanne Lucas like every third day about, so what does this mean? What does this mean? What's going to happen now? Exactly. It's going to be definite definite change. Yeah. And uh, job security for you. <laughs> That's right. HR Full Employment Act. That's what we used to talk about in financial planning. Whenever they make the rules more and more complicated, we're like, well, there's more job security. Exactly. <laughs> That's great. Exactly. Yeah. This is a really bad idea. However. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. All right. Thanks for hanging out. Hey, time. And for more on Suzanne Lucas's site, evilhrlady.org. Head to our show notes at stackybenjamins.com. All right. Time for us to make some predictions. Let's uh, get back to the eight ball and Len Penzo from lenpenzo.com and Paula Pant from Afford Anything. It is time for us to talk about this year's predictions, which I always love this F. We're going to ask the eight ball 
what's happening this year. And, you know, the eight balls long-term track record, pretty good. So let's see. Let's see what we got here. Uh, who wants to ask it? But Paula, you want to ask the first question this year? Sure. Well, let's throw back to Kate Middleton because this has become an annual tradition. <laughs> yeah. But this time I'm going to ask about a different member of the royal family. Ooh. Will Prince <laughs> Harry announce an engagement, uh, engagement for marriage to somebody in All the right. year 2017. Well, uh, okay, to be so that we can fairly evaluate, will that announcement be made on or prior to December 1st, 2017? The answer is my sources say no. No. <gasps> no. Prince Harry's going to be a bachelor. Hello ladies. <laughs> and what really gets me is that the eight ball here has other sources. It, I, apparently, it doesn't make its own mind up sometimes. It has to go to outside sources, according to, to this. And uh, so, anyways, it's outside sources say no, Paula. All the Buckingham Palace gossip. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm glad we always start with the important one every year on the show. That's <laughs> what I'm here for, Jeff. Yeah, all right, all right, my turn. Will this stock market rise continue in 2017? We're going to beat 10% again in 2017 for the bajillionth year in a row. Okay, and do you want to say by December 1st or do you want to yeah, say- Yeah, you know what? Let's say by December 1st because we're going to okay. need that for our recording schedule. <laughs> schedule. I'm laughing because it says, better not tell you now. So let me <laughs> let me ask again. You gotta, ask nicely, Joe. You yes. ask the question. Be nice. It probably didn't like your tone of voice. Please, Magic 8-Ball, may I learn whether the stock market is going to go up by at least 10% again in 2017. You may rely on it. You may rely on it. The market up again. Good news for the bulls. That is fantastic news. Len, it's your turn. Okay. Uh, My tradition of uh, not asking a financial question first, I'm going to, you know, I had some nice brickwork done on my columns uh, of of my house. Also on the outer portion of my bunker. And there's been some shaking going on here in Southern California. Oh. uh, Quite a few. And I want to know, will there be an earthquake magnitude 6.8 or larger centered somewhere in Southern California? Oh, that's a big uh, boy. Prior to – and again, we'll say December 1st. Okay. All right. And boy, I hope this this is – That's got to be a no. Please better say no. Thank goodness. It says don't count on it. Oh, that's good news. Mm. Oh, my gosh. That's really good news because that that brickwork could uh, be trashed. Yeah. Well, and your bunker's in the ground. And if the ground starts shaking, that's a a tough deal there. Yeah. Yeah. No kidding. Paula, you got anything else crazy like the, uh, you know, the Columbia ETF like last year? You know, let's pick another South American country. Let's find out what's going to happen in Ecuador. (laughs) So my question to the eight ball, will an ETF, and in fact, I can even pull up a ticker symbol if you'd like. Yes. Ecuador ETF. Bear with me for one second. Does Ecuador not have an ETF? Come on. Paula, the eight ball's not waiting. It's saying, please hurry. I'm getting impatient. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. You know what? We're going to go with Chile. Because we know we have that one. <laughs> Whatever you All can right. find. Will an ETF representing Chile and specifically ticker symbol ECH, will it rise in value by at least 20% in 2017? 
between its value on December 1st, 2016 to its value on December 1st, 2017. Okay. Did you get that eight ball? I hope you did. And the answer is, oh, don't count on it, Paula. Don't count on it. All right. Wow. Keep realistic expectations for your investments in Chile. (laughs) That's right. Keep that in check. (laughs) I'll remember that. Come on, Joe. Give us another one. That's probably the big point of this podcast. (laughs) Be more realistic. About Chile. Yes. About Chile, yes. Yes. And rely on Magic 8 Balls for all of your investing decisions. Yes. All right. So my favorite uh, baseball team is the Detroit Tigers, Len, and I'm a big baseball fan, so I got to ask this one. Will the Detroit Tigers return to the baseball playoffs in 2017? Good question. Let's find out. Uh, Wait, hold on. Oh, Joe, I'm sorry. Outlook, not so good. I keep saying we have to fire the manager. (laughs) Every year I say that. And the eight ball just confirmed we got to fire uh, Brad yeah, Osmus. I, I think I, yeah, I have to agree with that. I think the eight ball's right on. That is, that is not good. All right, Len, you are up. Save us. All right. All right. Hey, I noticed the 10 uh, year treasury yield has been climbing. Yeah. Um, and I want to know will it be above 3%? Let, let's again, we'll set the date of December 1st. Will, will the 10 year treasury yield be above, above 3%? on December 1st. That's a monster gain. That is a monster gain. Yes, it is. Let's find out. Hold on. Oh, and it says, uh, I've got a bubble problem again here. Oh, it says most likely. Ooh, wow. Most, most likely. I don't know if that's good for the, the economy. If we're seeing that go up that fast. Uh, yeah, what is it now? It's like two, two and a half percent, isn't it? Yeah, that means the Fed's going to do some amazing work over the next. Yeah, well, I mean, we'll not, see. Not directly. There's not a direct correlation, but I, we'd have to see the Fed a lot higher then. Uh, all right. On that note, on that note, let's actually do that one. Will we be able to find a savings account when we record this next year at Magnify Money that pays higher than? One and a half percent. Because right now, the highest we can find is 1.1. Come on, baby. Maybe need a new pair of shoes. Yes. Oh, that's good news. That is good news. Well, and those two go hand in hand. So I'm glad it Yes, answered. they do. They're not in conflict. That is correct. Yep. Yes. I'm glad the eight ball answered yes on both of those. So so that's good stuff. All right. Do you guys eight have ball another? is a very consistent investment advisor. <laughs> yes, not for that. <laughs> Even when it's wrong, it just goes down in flames. See, Joe yeah. was trying to Joe was trying to he was he was doing a sanity check there just to see. So yeah. that's good. All right. We've had uh, six. Do we want to do more? Do you guys have another one or do you want to turn to the green room questions? Because we've got a few there. Oh, yeah. Let's let's find out what's coming from the green room. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. So Spencer asks, will Len put his bunker to use in 2017? (laughs) (laughs) Is is the apocalypse here? He qualifies. So uh, Len, is the apocalypse here? Will, Will you be putting your bunker to use in 2017? Well, okay, Paul. It's, it's all on the eight ball. Hold on. <laughs> Better not tell you. <laughs> oh, come on. We know that eight ball. We understand. The, I don't think the eight ball wants any part of that question, but uh, you want me to do it again? I'll do it again. I think we depress it, don't you, Paula? Do we need some way of quantifying it, whether or not the bunker was put to use? Does it involve Len sleeping there for one night? 
Len moving Let's there? Let's say this. Let's, if I am forced to sell any of my precious metals, that, that would, to me, would be going into the bunker. If okay. You, does, does everybody agree with that? All does right. That, does that sound fair? Well, unless, unless, you know, if you think you don't need them anymore, which would be a good sign, wouldn't it? <laughs> I actually, I don't know if I'm a glass half full kind of guy where I think that would be a good sign if you sold that stuff. Well, you tell me because it, it, however you want to interpret it. Paula, what do you think? You know, I, I think that the likelihood of Len being so optimistic about the economy that he decides he doesn't need a, a huge <laughs> precious metal holding. Uh, we need to be realistic here. That, well, let's put it this way. If I liquidated any part of it, something something's wrong, right? Some, something something is happened. wrong. Yeah. Something's wrong with okay. you. Right. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, then I should be selling right now. <laughs> you. All right. The, you, know what, you know what you could do? You know what we could do? You know, Armageddon, wouldn't you agree the price of gold if, if Armageddon came would be five figures or higher? Yes. Would, would you agree with that? Yes. Shall we say that? Will gold get to $10,000? We could even make that easier. If we just have, let's say, will the price of gold triple? Why don't we do that? Okay. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that would be Armageddon, but I, I think that would be pain, but for a lot of people, but yes. Okay. Will the price of gold triple? So what is the price of gold right now? I'm, I'm, it is. I'm, I'm, uh, you got I'm it. glad you asked. It's $1,142. There you go. So and triple. will it triple by December 1st? By December 1st. Will the price of gold triple by December 1st? Okay. My sources say no. All right. Well, that's good. That's good, Spencer. You can relax on that. I mean, I don't know how much I'd relax knowing the eight ball is only 50-50 <laughs> this year. But, uh, I mean, Spencer almost point- threw us all up for a loop there asking, such as, asking that question. Signs point to a pretty solid 2017, I'd say. It's not going to be Armageddon. <laughs> yes. Andrew yeah, asks, Terry will stay single. <laughs> let's see if we can continue that streak. Andrew asks, will the Fed continue to raise rates? He says causing an unprecedented saving spree. Uh, maybe not unprecedented, Andrew, but I, I get what you're saying. So what are we going to say by the Fed continuing? Is one raise in 2017 enough? Because they raised it at the end of 2016. So should we say two raises, three raises? Well, how many Fed meetings are there? There's four, at least four that they do. The, isn't there? Yeah. Let's continue. So we'll go two. You want to go two? Two. Yeah, let's go two raises. All right. All right. Here we go. Hold on to your hats, people. Oh, my sources say no. So once again, the eight ball is going to its sources. Hmm. But what's weird, that's the one shake that contradicted a couple others. Yes. Yep. Yeah, yeah, because because you would think the Fed would be raising rates if uh, the ten year gets to three, and right? If, and, and if savings your, accounts go up, and your savings account, yes, yeah. Mm. So, so maybe a nuanced economy, and maybe the eight ball is just trying to hedge hedge a little themselves. So. Maybe we can't let Andrew ask any more questions. Maybe we gotta, <laughs> maybe Andrew's voted off the island here. Uh, next question comes to us from Melinda which was, will the economy be financially better with the new presidential administration? Hold on. I want to go back just real quick to Andrew's question. The eight ball might, it might not necessarily be in conflict because, you know, the Fed has before, they don't have to raise in quarter percent hikes, right? Yeah. They could raise more at their meetings and it would, it would make sense. Oh no, it said no, didn't it? It did, yeah. It said no. Oh, so I'll fix that in post. Right. That was a mistake. Nobody listened to what I just said. <laughs> no, you're too busy shaking. <laughs> You've got uh you got shaking magic eight ball syndrome going out of your head. Uh, 
But did you hear Melinda's question? She said, well, the economy will be financially better with the new president. How do we, how do we quantify that? Because I just saw some data on jobs and the, the jobless rates through the floor. So I don't know, you know, what do we call, I what, mean, what do we call the, the better economy? Go by an GDP. easy indicator would just be to look at the Dow. It's an over, overly simplistic indicator, but you know, we're an overly simplistic show here. So I, I think, I think you got to look at the GDP, the change in ah. GDP. You know what I think is a fair way to do this, Joe? I think we could argue if the third, because we won't have fourth quarter GDP numbers next year when we're doing this, but, but if the third quarter GDP is 3%, or more. Three percent. Yeah, three yeah. percent the third quarter or more. I, I would say things are going pretty well, wouldn't you? I would say that's definitely better than the one point two. Yeah. Right. So, so, should, so we so shall we ask it that? Will will third quarter GDP be three percent or higher? I think we go with that. Let's Okay. Let's that sounds good. Yep, Melinda, right. that's your question. Whether you want it to no. be or not. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Green Room asks a question, then we totally revise it. That's right. It says, concentrate and ask again. So oh, hold on. You're not focused enough, Len. Maybe it's because no. we've been recording forever. <laughs> Very doubtful. Very doubtful. I think that's doubtful, too. I think that's quite a turn. That was a big number, so I'm glad to see the eight ball go, <laughs> going uh, smart on that one. I'm analyzing what a shake of the eight ball does here. Uh, Alex asks, will Greg buy a new car and not stop talking about it again this year? <laughs> That's very, Im- very important question asked by Alex. Yeah, his trip to Land Rover was uh, interesting. All right. Will it happen, Len? Alex, is a signs point to yes. Oh, boy. <laughs> Alex is about to give us a bad review right there. <laughs> Based on the future. I wonder if Greg will buy a Tesla. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. Uh, Kevin asks, will Donald Trump resign from presidency to focus on his business? Wow. How about that? That would be a twist. That, that would be. We've asked weirder questions than that, though, Kevin. So we'll ask that one. What do you say, What's Len? interesting is I think he's being asked to resign already. Somebody's asking him. The, it says here, like Dem- eight ball says yes. Eight ball says yes. Says that he will resign. Yes, the eight ball says he will resign. Wow. That to me is as weird as me asking if he'd win. So <laughs> so who the hell so knows? That's a big question for next year that we'll all be hanging on. Yes. And then, of course, the very last question of the night, we'll leave it to my mom's neighbor, Doug. Doug asks if uh, Louise down at the Sizzler is finally going to go to hedonism with him in 2017. <laughs> will Louise finally say yes to my mom's neighbor, Doug, Len? Hold on. Shaking. <laughs> Signs point to yes. And we know the eight ball's full of crap because that doesn't, <laughs> Luis never tells Doug yes. <laughs> so, I wonder how much. Say never. It, never. it said Donald Trump would be president too, Joe. It's true, but I wonder how much Jägermeister he had to help her with to make that a yes. <laughs> so bad. Oh my God! Uh, show hey, we, hey, we're still we're still hanging here. We have one more question. We had to answer. We had to go back and see what the uh, green room folks. We said. do. We do. So we loaded it for next year. But just based on that, guys, it looks like it's going to be a good year for savers next year, right? We're going to have a little issue with the presidency. Uh, it's a good year for people that are hot for Prince Larry or for Prince Larry. <laughs> Who's for Prince Larry? Larry? <laughs> <laughs> for Prince Harry. Good year for them. They still got a shot. That's great. 
So good stuff there. And uh, the price of gold won't go through the roof. So no, it looks like it's going to be uh, the bear market will continue in precious metals. It should be a decent year. Okay, we got four people in the green room who have who have answered, and uh, and and Matt says he has an iPhone and didn't realize there was a second watch. So that would be flop. Alex says there was a second watch? Question mark. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, my mom's neighbor, Doug, says that's like asking if Independence Day 2 Resurgence was a good movie. So that would say, <laughs> that would say flop. Paul has no idea what that movie is. Uh, I, I, I think I've actually seen Independence Day. Not, not the second one, but I've seen the first. Oh, that's the best presidential speech ever, isn't it, Paula? Wait, wait. Uh, hold on. Let me, let me make oh, sure we're talking boy. about the right one. That's the one with Will Smith, right? Yes. Yeah. I've seen a movie. How about you guys? Know Will Smith, who Will Smith is. We should... <laughs> <laughs> yes, he was a, he was a fresh prince. We should, I, I know that reference. Because Greg told you that. No, I actually watched the show. Oh. It's true. We oh, should well, totally you- ask a question, Len, about Paula then. <laughs> Let's ask. Um, yeah, I think we're done asking. I'm just waiting for this person. <laughs> to, I'm waiting for this person to finish. To, it, it, April's already given its answer, Joe. Yeah, it, heard it. Okay. It said Outlook good, Paula. That I will watch a movie in 2017. Excellent. <laughs> I will watch at least one movie sometime in the next 365 days. Is that what the eight ball was answering? Yes, yes. that's what the eight ball was answering. <laughs> yes. All right. Our last uh, question. So three people have said that the eight watch was a flop and somebody's typing, but they've been typing for, I think they're typing war and peace. So we're going to move on because even if it's three to one, we're still going to call it a flop. So sorry, whoever's typing now, but we're going to move here. It is our last question for the eight ball, the chance for the eight ball to even the record to 500 for 2016. Here we go, baby. Okay. So will the Apple watch two become a worldwide phenomenon? Very doubtful. The answer was no, it will not be a phenomenon, meaning it's a flop, meaning that you're right. And, uh, the record goes to 500 with a pretty sweet uh, Donald Trump call. And it yeah, but, but some of those are iffy. Again, you know, technically, if Kate Middleton is with child, it is six and four. Yeah. Yes. Whole different ballgame then. Well, and so, also, I, I would argue that Donald Trump one that the eight ball got correct. I mean, that's, yeah, that's worth a tiebreaker. That's quite a big call. So, but that's still, I don't know, guys, it still looks like 500 to me. I'm kind of a math oh, guy. Oh, come on, Joe. Come uh, on. I don't know. Hey, thanks to everybody in the green room for helping completely sync this episode as usual. Good job. <laughs> nice work. Paula, Len, thanks to you guys for playing again. Let's talk about what's going on where you live. Paula, ladies first. What's happening out at Afford Anything? Oh, on the Afford Anything podcast, I have one of my favorite authors showing up to the show, AJ Jacobs. He's written four New York Times bestsellers all of which are about just these really crazy topics, even nuttier than some of the stuff that you hear here. So yeah, it's going to be an awesome show. That'll be airing in January. Seriously, isn't that one of the best parts of being a podcaster is being to talk to? You know, it's awesome. Like I'll read a book and I'll be like, I'd love to interview the author. Oh my God, I can. I know, it's so Uh, cool. Yeah. That is- Blows me away. So cool. And that's it. Afford anything podcast, wherever finer podcasts are listened to. And uh, Mr. Penzo- Besides shaking that eight ball, what's going on at lempenzo.com? Hey, well, I've got uh, my mother-in-law will be here all week, so uh, I thought I'd share that. That's a, a guest. That's my guest here at uh, the Lempenzo household. 
And on the blog, uh, let's see, what do we have here? I'm, I'm just looking, looking, looking. Oh, yes, uh, my buddy Mikey Rocks has uh, published an article on my site. It's Eight Ways to Save on Dental Care Without Insurance. Very good article. Uh, stop on by lenpenzo.com and uh, maybe you'll uh, find some ways to save some money at the dentist. Still, Paula, I think Mikey Rocks is a stage name. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it is. It just sounds like I, Vegas, doesn't it? It, <laughs> it sounds like he's a, appearing at I'm, the... I'm fairly certain there's like a puppeteer magician comedian with that same name. <laughs> he's appearing on the side stage at Caesars at the like... <laughs> Opening for Carrot Top. Yeah, that's right. Either that or, the, or that stage that's attached to the buffet, you know? My, <laughs> Mikey rocks. I don't know. All right, guys. Thanks a ton. All right. Thanks, that was All right, just one more thing to do before we wrap this show up and wrap this week up, don't we? We're going to do something brand new for the game. And uh, if you stick around just a minute longer, I'll tell you a little bit about the game. But first, I have to say a big thanks to everybody who went to our sponsors, stackybenjamins.com forward slash magnify money and stackybenjamins.com forward slash SoFi. Magnify money and SoFi are like the one-two punch here. Magnify money is where you go to compare your checking account, your savings account, and those products you use every day, like your credit cards, consolidation loans, getting things cleaned up. We're going to start talking debt cleanse in the next uh, couple weeks. I'm really excited about that. And uh, Magnify Money is going to help us with all of that. those discussions. We've got them and the team from Club Thrifty is going to help us also. But if you head to stackybenjamins.com forward slash Magnify Money, Here's what happens. The average person saves about 450 bucks, finding out very quickly that their bank doesn't have all the answers. There's tons of places that have better answers than the bank. Most people walk into a bank and they just say, hey, what do you got? And then you get the best thing that they can offer. Well, guess what? Maybe the best thing's not at that bank. In fact, when you go to Magnify Money, you'll find that the place for student loans and one of their top options when it comes to personal loans is SoFi. And I'll tell you what, not only is it one of Magnify Money's best spots, you can also get $100 if you use our link, stackingbenjamins.com forward slash S-O-F-I. So you're trying to consolidate those loans into one spot and then get them paid off quickly. So if you head to SoFi.com using our link, you'll get the 100 bucks. That helps you pay it off more quickly. They'll help you lower your interest rate. They have very flexible payment terms. And guess what? It makes it a ton easier. StackyBenjamins.com forward slash SOFI. They are the leader in marketplace lending at SoFi. So thanks to our sponsors for, for helping out everybody here in the new year. So, so cool. All right. Here is the deal. This game. So for those of you new, we play a game on Fridays. And this particular one, we are going to just do the clues here at the end of the show. And the clue is going to be out in the open. In the past, as you know, I've kind of made you find the clue. I'm not going to make you find the clue on this one. So here is clue number one. And here's what you do. Every Friday, you listen to the clue. You add the clue to the clues that came before. And then you put those clues together and you try to figure out what we're talking about. If you come in on the same day as everybody else, you will go in a drawing. That's new this year. So you will go into into a drawing as long as central time zone, where we are here in Texarkana, the, 
the home of financial podcasting here in Texarkana. If your answer comes in on that, on whatever that day is, I've noticed we've had a huge number of winners on the East Coast, and it's because the person that answers first wins. So West Coasters, people abroad, you have an opportunity here to jump in on the goodness. In fact, uh, if you're listening in Europe, you'll have an even better chance because uh, this comes out in the middle of your morning instead of really, really early in the morning. Of course, on the West Coast, you could just stay up late and get it the night before. But anyway, okay. (laughs) You can tell it's Friday, can't you? Here is clue number one for this game. Wilson's neighbor. Clue number one is Wilson's neighbor. And that's going to kick off the game. If you know the answer to the question. Now, knowing knowing who Wilson's neighbor is, don't write me with that one. It's joe at com. Don't write me about that. Write me when you know. You're going to put the answer to that clue together to the answers to several clues that I'm going to give you over the next several weeks. I'll tell you that that is not enough information to get the answer to our game. But uh, clue number one is Wilson's neighbor, and uh, we'll have more after that. Speaking of next week, we're going to kick off next week with the man from the Art of Charm. You think that it's all the people that have the friends that get the job, all the people that have that know people. Well, guess what? That is the way the world works. Just had a conversation with Nick, my son, about that recently, that that is the way the world works. You want to know people. And uh, networking is hugely important. And Jordan Harbinger studies the art of charisma. And uh, what's that all about? How can you get you some? Well, guess what? On Monday, we're going to help you get some. That'll be fun. And then the rest of the week is all excitement and unicorns and rainbows. All right, guys, have a fantastic weekend and come back here Monday. Go stack some Benjamins. Bye-bye. This show is the property of SB Podcasts, LLC. The show is created by Joe Saul Cihai, produced by Richie Rutter-Reese, and engineered by the amazing Steve Stewart. Paula Pant appears courtesy of affordanything.com. Len Penzo appears courtesy of the cryptically named LenPenzo.com. SB Podcasts may receive payment on the show from sponsors and guests in the form of books, giveaway items, discounts, or other remuneration. There's no way you would take advice from these dorks, but like Joe's mom always says, don't take advice from people you don't know. This show is for entertainment purposes only, and before making any financial moves, consult with a real financial advisor. Special thanks to Dave Ramsey for stopping by again. He was so patient waiting in the green room. We apologize that we ran out of time for him to appear on today's episode. What's wrong with you? Uh, It's either this show or indigestion. I hope it's indigestion. Why? It'll get better in a little while. Well, stackers, the show might be over, but the celebrations are just beginning because it is Military Appreciation Month that I want to celebrate people like my brother-in-law, Eric, 
who is such a giving person, Eric will do just anything for you. And as a Marine, you can see that his time in the military taught him to be a guy who gives to his community, gives to his family, and is always there when you need them. This Military Appreciation Month, Navy Federal Credit Union wants to celebrate members like Eric who go above and beyond. Navy Federal offers member-only exclusive rates, discounts, and tools to empower their members and help them reach their goals. Navy Federal's employees are part of the community they serve. Many of them are military family members, reservists, or veterans, and all branches of the military, veterans, DOD employees, and their families are eligible for Navy Federal membership. In fact, there are so many resources on the Navy Federal website, resources like Best Cities After Service to help veterans transition to civilian life and Best Careers for Military Spouses to support military families. Visit NavyFederal.org slash celebrate and you'll see all of their Military Appreciation Month offers and other Navy Federal offers. Navy Federal is insured by NCUA, Equal Housing Lender.